The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Sportsplex. I'm Clay Link, alongside lead prospect writer James Anderson. James, uh, we have you know some some actual news to talk about, and you're working on an update on your top 400. I also want to mention just at the start that you, uh, not surprisingly, took down the hip hop draft vote, uh, 61% to 39. Uh, you know, I'm actually. I'm pretty happy that it was that close. I think <laughs> I expected to lose in the court of public opinion, and I did go down. But some of my Mac Dre truthers, uh, my BG realists out there, at least kept me in the mix. I thought it'd be more like three to one, four to one, two to one. I can live with. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that. Um, I mean, did did you hear from people about Mac Dre or BG? I, no, I was kind of thinking that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was kind of thinking that a decent amount of people might have liked the the top end of your squad more than the top end of mine. I think it was um, maybe the back end of mine that, that took it home for me. But I swear out in Vallejo, California, 
out there, there are some actor A truthers, and same with BG. Um, they, that's the quiet minority, I guess you could say. But it's uh, those once Mac Dre finds a spot in your heart, he doesn't he doesn't leave. Uh, James, we also had uh, we had the call up of Joe Adele. Sounds like Justin Upton. I don't know if if Joe Madden knows what platooning actually you know what he means when he says that. If it's actually going to be a platoon, but. Uh, because that would mean Justin Upton on the short side. I don't really expect to see that. But anyway, uh, do you? Well, he's. But isn't he the worst of those four outfielders? Oh, I think probably. But do you really expect him to to move to that role? It's possible. I just also think maybe. I, mean, I, I think Joe he could Madden be moving to. Well, you know, I think he could be moving to the, kind of that sort of Ryan Braun phase of his career where he just, uh, you know, you play him three days a week and you hope that that maximizes his performance when he's out there and keeps him on the field. I mean, that, I I think Brian Goodwin is better than Upton, and I think if Joe Madden's been watching the game, he probably agrees with me. So I know he's got that huge contract, but, I mean, the, the Angels are in win-now mode. So I if, I if I was holding Justin Upton somewhere, I wouldn't feel great about it. And, you know, it's not ideal, I guess, if you scooped up Brian Goodwin either uh, because it, it probably – just hurts both their fantasy values, but I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we only saw Upton in the lineup a few times a week. Yeah, actually looking at the lineup last night, it was good when in batting cleanup too with Otani out. So yeah, I guess maybe you're right. I just I heard that and I thought maybe he meant more of like a timeshare and uh, that didn't get conveyed. But you're right, you're maybe right. So anyway, we got Adele up. He was batting seventh last night against Justin Dunn. He did have an infield single. Uh, if you would have told me that. We'd see Adele before, like Dylan Carlson. I would have said you're crazy, but uh, still waiting on Carlson. Adele now up. Uh, what do you think? If moving forward, you say he's like a top 150 type of guy. Can we expect that right away? Uh, 150 is probably a little too rich for me. I would definitely say top 250. Um, you know, border, borderline top 200. Mm-hmm. I'm. I mean, he could he could finish like uh, he's obviously got the upside to finish with the top 100 guy the rest of the way. But if I'm just if I were just ranking him, I think that there are plenty of scenarios where he finishes outside of the top 200. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be that bullish on him. I mean, I think he's a better player than Justin Upton, uh, probably a better player than Brian Goodwin as well. But that doesn't I mean I don't think Brian Goodwin's a top 200 guy. Uh, so I. I think there's a chance that Adele hits maybe like 240, 250. And as we've mentioned many times, uh, he has the speed to really be an impact player there, but he's probably not going to be looking to run um, as often as a guy like Lewis Roberts. So uh, I wouldn't quite go top 150, but he's he's got the upside to definitely finish well inside there. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. Um you know, the home run numbers in the minors don't jump off the page, but I know he's got some pop and obviously speed. We'll see what he can do. It's, it's exciting. I expect to see a few more names come up. Don't know how many more, but I do you think maybe we see Mize pretty soon or Carlson, who I mentioned, uh, maybe some others? Yeah, I think it's everyone kind of knows who that next wave is. Uh, the, the problem with Carlson, I think he, he might have beat Adele if – uh, this, the coronavirus scare hadn't happened. Um, it's not really to do with him. It's I think the Cardinals wanted to give 
certain guys a certain amount of plate appearances before pulling the plug on them. And I know Cardinals fans would like them to pull the plug already on Harrison Bader, but um, you know Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, those guys haven't had as many plate appearances. I think the Cardinals would have hoped before they had to make the Carlson decision. So um, I think that that's been part of the reason why we haven't seen him yet. But if you know they they have to add guys to to take the roster spots of these these COVID guys, you might see them bring up Carlson and start giving like Tyler O'Neill the bulk of his starts at designated hitter or something like that. So I, I do think Carlson's promotion is, is imminent. I think uh, we see my soon. We probably see Gore fairly soon. Uh, Howard think, maybe this Sunday. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think <clears throat> it would it'd be, it would be strange to me if Howard didn't make that start on Sunday. So I think, I think he'll be up soon. Um, Guys like Matt Manning, Sixto Sanchez are are, are pretty close too. I would I would have to imagine. So uh, a lot of lot of debuts are going to be coming here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I, what you said about the Cardinals and COVID makes a lot of sense. And also, I think there's something too, just the idea that teams were probably waiting and seeing if the season might get called. That might have delayed a whole wave of call ups. Uh, seeing you know you don't want to promote a guy and then you know, start his clock and the season gets canceled. So. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe now that there is seemingly a little bit more stability, do you get that sense too, that maybe we're trending in the right direction just in general with, with major league baseball? Yeah. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate on whether, cause I, you know, I've, I've still always sort of had this, I think that as, even if it starts getting really ugly, I think the that they're going to try to finish this thing off. And mm. I, you know, I think it's just kind of a, um, their tolerance for the optics is much higher than maybe what we would, ex- we would expect, um, sure. their to- tolerance for the optics to be. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I just know they were, at least according to reports, informing some stations that they should explore alternative programming. Uh, but Monday <laughs> came and gone and, we're still yeah. at Major League Baseball, so that's good. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, though, and into your latest Top 400 update, a quick word from our friends over at Sportsplex. Are you looking for free-to-play daily fantasy? Sportsplex offers free entry tournaments from a wide range of sports, including MLB, NBA, and eSports. Fast and easy sign-up with social login and no more complicated deposits and withdrawal process. Sportsplex is designed with much simpler verification. A special feature of Sportsplex allows not only financials recorded, but wins, losses, and even lineups to be stored and publicly available. Sportsplex gives easy, transparent, and super secure experience to players from all over the world, opening up a new era for sports fans. You can review how others played by checking out profiles. Your chances of winning are much higher at Sportsplex. Sportsplex also provides incredible rewards-driven experience. 30% 30% of rate collected will be distributed to players by the unique reward system. Players accumulate points by logging in and entering contests by referring friends, uh, entering contests or referring friends. The more points are earned, the higher the rewards will be. Sign up at sportsplex.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-P-L-X.com and enter free tournaments today. James, I know you're not quite finished up with this top 400, but a uh, top 400 update, but a pretty extensive one or some minor tweaks, what would you say? Um, you know, I think most 
most players who have played in the majors this season will have moved uh, somewhat. Like some of them made big moves. I mean, as we've said before on the show, like what it takes for a prospect to move from like around 300 on the top 400 into the top like 200, like it doesn't take much at all. Like there's just not a ton separating prospect number 300 from prospect number 200. So uh, you'll see a decent amount of guys take big jumps that were uh, further down. And then I would say pretty much every, every guy that, that's played in the majors, even the very top guys uh, have moved a tiny bit. Actually, Joe Adele hasn't moved, but um, you know, I think most everyone else has moved at least somewhat. Uh, so it looks like Luis Robert up to number two. Then, and, and you note that he has been improving his plate discipline. That was kind of the big question mark, along with his ability to handle off-speed stuff. But you like what you've seen from him so far? Yeah, I, I think he's gotten better at handling. Uh, it, it's just it's those off-speed chase pitches, right? Like I think he's gotten better at handling those from day one till just you know, you know span of like two weeks. Like I think he's he's improving pretty much every day because he knows, you know, it, it's when you know exactly what the pitcher wants to do to you, it, it becomes easier to kind of um, make those gradual improvements there, uh, especially when you've got his bat speed. And I just, I, I love, uh, I love how aggressive he is on the bases and I love how uh, good he is at reading pitchers. Um, he's just really, advanced at that and so i just think the the stolen bases are just kind of a lock uh going forward to be like to be really impactful in that category like you know type of guy that you take in a fantasy draft to really just kind of take care of of you know good chunk of your stolen bases every year like that that's a baseline skill for him right now and i think that um, you know, he's, he's been better in terms of his approach than, than I was expecting. And, um, he's just really, really impressed me, uh, in his, uh, early big league career. So I thought it definitely warranted a, a jump up to number two. And, um, yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt pretty comfortable about that. Nice. You got to love seeing him leading off for that team too. Now that Tim Anderson's on the IL. A lot to like there with that skill set yeah, and the situation. Nick Madrigal, by the way, we'll, we'll keep an eye out on his left shoulder injury. Uh, I didn't get to see that myself, but do you have any idea how, how serious that might be for Madrigal? Um, I mean, I know he's going for tests, uh, uh, which, isn't, which isn't good. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Hope for the best. Left, left arm jammed awkwardly into the ground on a feet first slide. Yeah, I didn't see it, but... Open for the best from him, and we'll keep an eye out for for news update. By the way, Austin Hayes, Mitch Keller, Nick Solak, all off the list as the, as they have all graduated from prospect eligibility. Nate Pearson up to twenty, and Dustin May up to twenty two. That ninety nine mile an hour two seamer was just insane uh, last night, and it seems like May isn't going anywhere in that rotation. Uh, seems like we can say that pretty safely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's been. What has he been like? Their best starter this season, I guess. I mean, Ross Stripling's been great. Kershaw uh, came Kershaw's back, been but, great, but yeah, he, yeah. I mean, eight it, strikeouts yeah, last night. Yeah, he's uh, he's a stud 
for sure. And he's the, the great thing about May is he's he's not even like I, I don't even think he's close to a finished product really. I mean, he has obviously everyone knows about the multiple fastballs, the multiple ninety plus mile an hour pitches he throws, uh, but. Yeah, I think there's room for improvement there with with his uh, off speed stuff still. So um, he's he's a guy that I I wanted to put even higher than than 22, and maybe I will uh, when I when I finalize the rankings. Very nice, uh, Luis Patino. By the way, he's up, but it sounds like he's going to be working in the bullpen initially. So you know that kind of hurts a little bit. But you actually did move him up, mostly just because he's contributing now. I'd assume. Well, that he forced their hand to, to contribute now. I mean, that that's kind of like, it's a really frustrating time for uh, ranking prospects, at least for me, just because the the information available is just, it's there's just not a ton. Uh, so just the idea that the Padres were like, yeah, we're going to add him to the 40-man roster. Um you know, they, they could have waited a couple more weeks to do that, but the fact that they wanted to do it now I think is encouraging, and I, I wouldn't rule out him moving to the rotation at some point this season. I mean, I think that just given how good their bullpen is, uh, he could be used as as more of a, you know, two-inning guy, two-plus-inning two guy in the bullpen initially. I'm not exactly sure if that's how they'll deploy him, but if they go that route, then that would suggest to me that they're going to keep him uh, mildly stretched out, so that if if it does make sense to move him to the rotation in a in a few weeks, that that, that could be a possibility. You know, Kirby Yates has been kind of iffy too, so you know, I get it bringing him up, bolster the bullpen, maybe slot him into the rotation. But I'm also wondering about Mackenzie Gore. You know, we talked about Casey Mize and. Spencer Howard, do you think Gore could be in that conversation too, especially now that they're promoting guys like Patino? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I think Joey Lucchese and Zach Davies aren't great, and I think it's it's going to be a battle of attrition anyways. Like It's not like I would expect all five of their starting pitchers to stay healthy the rest yeah. of the season. So I, I think there's room for – I think there's definitely room for Gore at some point soon, and then um, you know we'll see how those other guys do. Uh, I'm I'm kind of bummed. Like I, I still think like I think Cal Quantrill is better than Joey Lucchese and uh, better than Zach Davies, and so like, it's kind of um, a shame that that maybe he's going to just kind of get passed over in all of this. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there might be room, especially kind of over the final four weeks or something like that. There could be room in that rotation for both Gore and Patino. Here's a weird statistical anomaly with Joey Lucchese. Eight four four ERA so far through two starts. Two eight one FIP. You see that all that often. It's kind of weird. Five twenty four BABIP. Just unlucky, obviously. Not like he's getting crushed or anything when he throws it over the middle of the plate. Um, James, what about Forrest Whitley? We know the injury with him. I hate to see it. Pitching prospects will break your heart. How far does that push him down the list? Well, this is a tough one obviously because we're we're still in the waiting for a diagnosis stage of this so i you know if i if i push the the list live uh, this afternoon he'll be outside the top 30 but he could go you know outside the top 
40. If, uh, even, you know, if he gets Tommy John surgery, I'll probably still keep him inside the top 50. But, um, you know, if it was a, a labrum tear or something like that, maybe he would uh, fall outside the top 50. But, um, yeah, I mean, really, really a bummer because he was pitching about as well as he'd pitched in uh, a couple of years uh, down at their, their summer camp. Um, and so I, I think he would have, if, if, you know, if he never hurt, if he never got hurt, I mean, I think he's someone we'd be talking about as someone that would be uh, making their big league debut here in a, in a week or two. So, yeah, it's, it's a real real shame for Forrest Whitley. Yeah, that is a bummer. I'll, I'll keep my eye out to see where he actually is, you know, once we get word. But, yeah, that's too bad. I know his teammate, though, Christian Javier, another pretty good start. At least um, yeah, they have other guys in that pipeline they can lean on. But... Uh, by the way, did you get Javier anywhere last weekend? We got shut out in our main event, but I'm wondering if you spent up for what it took to get Javier last weekend. No, I didn't. I didn't spend up uh, for any of the in 15 teamers. I wasn't spending up for any of the starting pitchers. Um, I got I got Rowan Wick a yes, couple me too. places. Happy to see you still available in a few spots. Grab grabbed Jose Martinez in uh, one of the main nice. events I'm doing with, with Todd. Um, so really, I mean, really, I think in most of my NFC leagues, I've been pretty lucky with starting pitching health. Which I mean, it, guys are dropping like flies. So knock on wood, but um, was really kind of more focused on. You know, there were some some appealing closer targets there uh, this past week, and then also just focused on getting hitters so that I could make sure I filled an active lineup uh, and didn't have to start any Cardinals. So yeah. uh, that was kind of the focus for me. I don't know if you've seen my stake league team, but holy crap, man. Mostly all Nats and Blue Jays and guys who haven't been playing much at all. So I'm like in a massive hole in runs and RBI already. So, uh, Brutal stuff trying to field a full active lineup right now. Uh, but, yeah, I, I actually didn't end up with Javier in, the, in Tout Wars head-to-head. You get a point for an out, so that really inflates the value of starting pitching. And I thought, hell, let's just go let's go big after him. So I think I spent maybe upwards of 300 to get Javier. But the immediate dividends last night with a 30-burger in that league. And I think I got him in another league. But I think... I got uh, nearly missed out on him and got Kikuchi as a backup in a lot of leagues, so I was fine with that. Kikuchi throwing harder. Um, obviously, I'd say Javier has more upside, but yeah, I, that, was, that was the one that stung for for me in our main event league. I, I wish we, um, I mean, we were close. Like what we missed out on Kikuchi by like thirty bucks and missed out on Wick by like thirty bucks. So I mean, we were we were close with our bids, but. Uh, Kikuchi, I think, would have been a an awesome guy to get. And if we'd gotten one of those guys, we wouldn't have had to start Brady Singer on this this deadly two step. <laughs> yeah. uh, he but was all right last night. At though. least he got the eight. Yeah, at least he got. I, the I'm more so. I I will. I'll be fine with that Cubs start uh, if he can somehow not get rocked in that Twin start. But yeah. uh, I'm not not holding my breath there. For sure. Now you mentioned that. 
right now it's a tough time to rank prospects because you just don't have anything to go off of. Jason Dominguez was kind enough to provide a little BP video recently, and man, this guy, is it just me or is he already just, I don't want to say ballooned because that sounds like he's like gotten really fat, but it sounds like he's just physically already just exploded in terms of size. Yeah. Uh, and it I, sounds I like I'm a, calling him fat, but it's no, not no, necessarily not, fat. No, he's not fat. Um, it's just, it's there's too much muscle mass on him right now. And uh, I did like a, I did like a half hour pod with uh, Chris Welsh like a week or two ago where pretty much all we talked about was Dominguez. And, um, you know, it's just, I don't get why he's been so intent on adding muscle. I really hope that the Yankees didn't instruct him to do that, but, uh, you know, there's obviously plenty of rumors about how he added that muscle because it does look very, uh, just doesn't look natural for a player his age, uh, especially a baseball player. So that that's mildly concerning. Um, I like, the two things I'm most concerned with Dominguez about are just decision making, like that, that would lead him to want to add that much muscle. Uh, and then, like, you know, I, I think he could still be a, a plus runner today. Like, if he, if we timed him, I mean, he's not. Like I said, he's not fat. He's just gigantic. Uh, and it, like, he's gigantic in his legs and in his arms and in his shoulders. Uh, like his waistline. Like if, if you didn't see the rest of his body, you wouldn't look at his waistline and be super afraid. But, um, you know, you, you definitely have to wonder if he's carrying that much muscle. Uh, you wonder how the, the speed's going to age. I mean, we, we've seen guys, you know, guys like Gassio Puig and, um, you know, there, there've been like Bo Jackson way back when, like there've been guys that have just been very, big bulky muscle bound guys who have still been uh, good runners but it's it's definitely not a common thing to see a baseball player that's that jacked up uh being a threat on the bases so it's something to something to be concerned about so he was he was a faller as well yeah i remember there was a video i think just from this past spring and he looked really jacked for a kid his age but it almost seemed like a a different person in this latest video i saw like he just the uh the body just seemed to just change rapidly. And that happens when you're that young, but it seemed like he went from, yeah, he's big to just, wow. There's a temptation to be like, well, I have to be getting better. I have to do something to be getting better. So I'm just going to lift a bunch of weights. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you don't, I do not, (laughs) that is not my approach to uh, teenage baseball player development at all. Like I, I didn't even like it when I, when I heard the twins were trying to get Royce Lewis to bulk up. Um, I just would much prefer a guy focus on baseball skills and, you know, if, if you have the bat speed and you you have the, the hand strength, the forearm strength, the, the power is going to be there. Uh, you just don't want to get too big to have it compromise uh, the rest of your baseball skills. Yeah, like in the Last Dance Jordan documentary, he, he mentioned a lot about how going to baseball just required a – overhaul of his body composition basically like he had to totally remake his body going to baseball and it does require you know good flexibility a different 
tools and just being so muscle bound will restrict your, you know, your range of motion and just, I don't know. I, I think there's a baseball, you know, I'm a big body guy, James, uh, <laughs> but I do think there's something to that. They were, and I, I think Stanton took this into account too, cause he's slimmed down. Like you just, when you're carrying that much muscle mass, it's hard to hold up and, and play the game of baseball every day. So uh, we'll see about Jason Dominguez, but a real quick note from our friends at owner's box. Do you love the strategy of season-long fantasy sports? Live for the short-term gratification of DFS? Then be the first to try weekly fantasy sports. Owner's Box is here to change the game. Starting July 31st, the first 10,000 users who sign up for the beta will receive exclusive access to their new weekly fantasy sports platform. Weekly fantasy sports keeps players engaged through live drafting, social interaction, and a new layer of strategy that puts the power back in your hands. No more submitting a lineup and forgetting about it. Users will be engaged throughout the entirety of the contest. Compete with your opponents over seven days of fierce competition and get paid out weekly. The Owner's Box game provides users with a fun and engaging rule set that revolves around a number of game opportunities by roster position. Your players earn points throughout the week, but only if you have enough games available at that position. In addition, the Owner's Box platform will curate a community amongst their users and allow them to engage socially in multiple different ways, add friends, create, group, create groups, and rank up to elevate the trash talk and competition to the next level. Go to ownersbox.com slash rotowire and sign up for their exclusive beta right now. Each user who signs up will receive 100 Owner's Bucks free, and that can be used to enter contests risk-free. James, uh, Kyle Lewis... Really, uh, a story so far of the season. Is he in the top 100 yet? I know he'll probably be graduating soon, but is he a guy who you feel good about long term, uh, good enough about to put inside the top 100 overall? James, I think you may be on mute. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, not there, there yet. Um, uh, yeah. It, He's there's a lot of guys, and this is the, this is the challenging part about doing uh, an update right now. Um, there's a lot of guys that, are, that have been great through a couple weeks. Uh, we talked about Christian Javier, uh, Brady Singer, David Peterson, uh, Andres Jimenez, Edwin Rios, Jake Cronenworth, uh, James Karinchak. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have been really good through through a couple weeks here, and um, I just, I can't move a guy that drastically up, uh, based on a couple weeks when if, you know, Kyle Lewis, look like it, you don't have to be, um, a Sabre analyst genius to look at his season and see that this probably isn't sustainable. Um, so I, I, we just haven't seen everything kind of settle out and, and kind of get to where his, his skills actually are. Um, I mean, the, the strikeout rate is still, just, it's too high. Like it, it's simply too high. And um, I mean, the, the game power is not really, I mean, the, actually the raw power is not really debatable for me before the season. I just questioned how much of it he'd be able to get to in games, and I think he's getting to more of it than than I expected. 
but um, I think very easily you look at his first 40 plate appearances of the season, you could look at his next 40 plate appearances and they could be the exact opposite. Like he could easily hit like 225 over those next 40 plate appearances. So I'm not going to rank a guy like 75th overall if within two weeks I could wish that he was 175th overall. So uh, mm. bumping Kyle Lewis way up from where I had him before the season, but that still doesn't get him inside the top 100. Interesting. I think that's wise because I'm personally so tempted to overreact at this point. You know, I was thinking about Suarez, Eugenio, and how bad his start has been. It's It's been 11 games, you know, <laughs> but everything seems so magnified. We're already almost 20% of the way through the season. So, yeah, I think and, there is a general tendency to, to want to overreact to what we've seen. And I, I have to I have to move, guys. Like like Christian Javier, Brady Singer, and David Peterson, like like I mentioned on last week's episode, like all three of those guys to me are fairly similar in terms of what I'd expect from them over the rest of the season. There's going to be some clunkers. There's going to be some good starts. Uh, you Hopefully you have them in your lineup for the good ones and miss most of the bad ones. But... Those guys had to be moved up well inside the top 200 because they're guys that need to be rostered right now in in any kind of deep competitive league because starting pitchers are just like any starting pitcher who is pitching every fifth day and going five innings kind of needs to be rostered uh, with some some exceptions like on on the Orioles or Tigers or whatever. But um, Von Nova. Like, yeah, like as soon as we get into 2021, I would guess that like of Javier Singer and Peterson, all three could finish this year with an ERA over four, and um, we're not going to be people aren't going to be dying to trade for those guys after this season. They just they have value now because they're getting starts, but that doesn't mean that they're top 100 prospects in the dynasty. Sure, and you said something to me about Lewis that made a lot of sense. You know, it's pretty obvious, but it's like this has been a great start. We have him in our main event. It's been nice. We've capitalized, but we want to probably get this guy out of our lineup before we give a lot of that value back, <laughs> you know, because right. <laughs> a long skid could wipe away all that he's given you so far. Right. Now, who knows if we'll have the depth to, to do that. Yeah, um, that's a good point. It's tough to have. Like, it's tough to have. Uh, in a 15-team league, the luxury of that many healthy players whose teams are not going to only play three games that week to be able <laughs> yeah. to pull a guy like that. But, Especially uh, when you have, like, Mercado, who's been terrible. Right. But, yeah, um, you're saying. So, I mean, and that, that was my fear with, like, Singer this week. Is like I love that we got a little value out of him early in the season. And I was just like, man, I we could be in the red on him after this two-step. But Yeah. Um, we may yeah, still be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we'll see. The eight Ks are uh, nice, but we also, you know, I think in a league like that, we I think we started him over Ryan Helsley. Who knows? Helsley may be in the closer role before long, but I, especially with them losing Carlos Martinez in that rotation. But I just thought, let's go after. You know, we're chasing that overall. Let's just roll the dice, but. Uh, that could come back to bite us in that twin start for Singer for sure. And James, I was already ticked off la- last night when Nate Jones, who for some reason is like the Reds' top setup guy now, he gave up a homer to Fran Mil Reyes to put the Reds in a hole. And then it was James Krinchak in the eighth. I was hoping maybe he had, you know, usurped 
Brad Hand for that that closer job, but not quite yet, it seems like. So we all know Krinchak still is going to be the closer eventually, but it seems like maybe not quite yet. Yeah, not quite yet, but, I mean, it, this is a matter of days, not weeks to me. Like, I, I know Hand got the save last night, but he's just, he's not the same guy. Um, Below has been down. Um, I mean, he's he's maybe one more blown save away from it being a a full-on timeshare between those two, maybe two blown saves away from being Karinczak's job. Um, but, I mean, I think the key with Karinczak is just, you know, the, the strikeout rate pretty much picked up where it left off last year. So, you know, at the very least, you can start him in 15-team leagues and just if you get a save or a win that week, great. Otherwise, you, you take the ratios, take the strikeouts. Uh, so he's not quite in the top 100. I'd, I feel really uncomfortable putting any reliever in the top 100, but he's he's about as close as you can get. And then uh, I bumped up Bruce Star Gratterall from outside the top 200 inside the top, uh, I think he's like right around 150, because his velocity is right where it was last year. So, you know, I, I don't, he, he's clearly a reliever now. Um, you shouldn't be, you know, thinking about him and moving to that rotation, but I think there's long-term value to be had with him in that role because he does have ninth inning stuff. And, uh, I think Kenley Jansen's going to hold the job this year. Kenley's, I think actually looked pretty solid, but, um, you know, a year, two years from now, I think it definitely could be Gratterall getting the saves to the Dodgers. And if you have the Dodgers closer, I mean, that's that's a heck of a piece to have. So uh, those are two uh, pretty high-end relief uh, prospects for Dice Leagues right now. Very nice. And a player who I don't know much about, Thomas Hatch, entered the top 400 all the way up at 255. What can you tell us about Hatch? Yeah, so the Blue Jays – traded for him last year at the deadline uh, in the, I think it was David Phelps that they sent to the Cubs. Um, and then the Blue Jays immediately kind of fixed his pitch mix. Uh, he started throwing more change-ups. Uh, you can see how the ground ball rate spiked from when he was at double-A with the Cubs to when he was at double-A with the, the Blue Jays. And he's a guy with... Um, you know, really nice fastball, fastball that plays above its velocity because of the spin rate. And I, I watched his first outing, and I was just like, "Wow, man! I, I didn't realize he did this." And then I went back and and looked. I was like, "Yeah, um, he actually did get way better after that trade." Um, so he's not. I don't think he's in their rotation right now. But I think if if they needed a sixth guy or uh, someone got hurt. I think Hatch would be a, a logical option for them. And he, he jumped over AAA, so I wouldn't expect him to just be lights out all season. Uh, there's probably going to be some growing pains there. But uh, I thought he looked like a guy that could be a, a number three starter for them or, or at least number four or number five uh, probably as soon as 2021. That's nice. So Thomas Hatch enters the top 400. I wonder if TJ Antone's going to be able to force your hand as well. <laughs> He's getting a start this week. The Reds had a doubleheader, so they need a sixth starter. Uh, what a crazy run, though, for Castellanos, by the way. What a great signing he's been. 
Um, James, I've not. I don't think I've watched a second of Brewers baseball so far this year. What can you tell us as a fan, somebody following that team? What have, what have you seen? Um, well, Corbin Burns was just absolutely insane uh, a couple nights ago, and Craig Council left him in. It was I. I hate like picking on the managers for for decisions like this, but. It was just so obvious. He, the only guy that really had um, been able to square up, like or, or stay in and at bat for long against Burns, was Jose Abreu. He had like a ten pitch at bat the first time, and then Abreu was up with. Uh, I think they had David Phelps fully warmed in the pen and uh, runner on, and they let. Burns in like his command was clearly starting to go like he, he'd been just making guys look silly uh, for about three innings was his his stuff's just ridiculous but uh, the command was starting to go and they left him in and uh, Abreu had the green light on a 3-0 pitch that was grooved and then uh, that that ruined Burns's night he was going to have a, a pretty nice outing there and, and probably get the win uh, but that ruin things um so I'm, I'm a little annoyed at craig council right now but i'm really just kind of not into this this team that much because the the offense has just been pretty gross like they just don't have you know when, when christian yelich isn't playing like an mvp and lorenzo kane's not in there you know you run out of and you traded trent grisham for a guy who's not in there and Luis Urias. I mean, you're you're talking about like Ben Gamble as like the guy that's sometimes giving them the best at bats of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of uh, it's a pretty gross offense to watch right now. It's pretty crazy, especially since they traded Grisham. How great he's been, and just how everything's falling apart offensively for that team. Any hope for? I mean, obviously there's hope for Yelich, but are there encouraging signs? Like, are you seeing anything with any of his recent at bats that he's starting to come out of it? Um. Not really. Not really. I mean, Ugh. so there was a they wa- uh, the White Sox walked Keston Hira the other night to to get to Yelich uh, with a lefty, and I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, "That's the right move." Like, I definitely wanted Hero <laughs> against the lefty, and uh, I think uh, it was Jace Jace Fry struck Yelich out looking. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just this season kind of sucks because. Obviously, if it was 162 games, you know that Yelich would be due for just a ridiculous second half where he gets you back all that value um, that you thought you were drafting. But when it's only 60 games, if a guy slumps for 20 games, then you know you're just not you're not recouping that value. Yeah, that's a pretty big hole he's dug himself already. And so you'd think you know 11 games or however many of the Brewers they probably played fewer than 11. Um, because they were postponed last weekend. But, yeah, that's a pretty big hole to dig yourself, and you'd, you'd think you'd climb a lot of the ways out of that by the end. But when you only have, like, 50 games left to do it, it's just hard to meet preseason expectations when you're top two, three pick overall. Uh, James, anything else on your mind? Anything else prospect-related you wanted to get out there? Um. Well, I you know I mentioned like Whitley and Dominguez are down. Uh, AJ Puck's obviously down. 
a little bit. Um, kind of the, the converse to like Kyle Lewis is like Sam Hilliard and Sean Murphy who I'm bumping down, but like, you know, Kyle Lewis could have a 10 game run that makes the idea of putting him in the top 100 seem silly. Well, Hilliard and and Murphy could have 10 game runs here that make the idea of moving them down at all seem silly. So really with, with most of these moves, um, you know, I, I don't have any reservations about moving those those starting pitchers we mentioned up because they're guys that are, are now rostered in, in all formats and they weren't coming into the year. Uh, but even just moving a guy like Sam Hilliard down or Sean Murphy down or Kyle Lewis up, like I'm I'm just I'm a little uneasy about all these decisions. But it's it's the sixty game season, man, and you gotta gotta work with what we've got. Absolutely. I also wanted to just note just because we didn't touch on it, Monty Harrison did debut last night, 0 for 3 with 3 Ks. Yep. Not what you want. Uh, but I am I, excited to see what he can do. Yeah, I, I don't really – I didn't really get the redraft, um, the idea of, like, adding him in, in, like, the NFBC just because he's the type of guy where it's – you're hoping that he figures it out in 2021. It'd be, it'd be really weird. I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh, honestly, I mean, Kyle Lewis having this type of season is kind of up there with how crazy it would be if Monty Harrison had a, had a strong 2020, but you just can't, you can't expect a guy with his swing and miss issues to not be a, a pretty big negative in the batting average department in 2020. Absolutely. Well, great insight as always, James, we appreciate it. Look for that top 400 update. What do you think later this week? Um, it'll be up, it'll be up Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. All right, cool, man. Well, great stuff as always. We appreciate all of you listening. We appreciate our sponsor Sportsplex. Hope you'll tune in next week to the RotoWire Prospect Podcast.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.